0: What up, squad? This is Chico Leo. Uh, welcome back to the dungeon. Uh, this is going to be another episode of Los Leos, which means I am joined in the dungeon by
1: Leo Fairman, the uh, the Philip Jeffries, David Bowie character of the Scream Squad. Really? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that that right there might have given a
0: little uh, a little hint um, uh, as to what we're going to be talking about this week. We are going to be talking about Twin Peaks. Uh, the whole, not just the um, the reboot, uh, so to speak, uh, but the entire concept of, of Twin Peaks. I or... mean, reboot is unkind.
1: It's right. just
0: the next part, right? Twin Peaks, the next generation. <laughs> right. It ac- it actually has a. Uh, it, it it what is what is the title of the of the new twenty seventeen uh, Twin Peaks? It has it has its own title. It does have its own title. Absolutely. I mean, it's. Uh, uh, Twin Peaks The Return.
1: Ah, that's yes. right. That's right. Okay. So
0: we'll be talking about tw- the original Twin Peaks, which I think was like 29 episodes, mm-hmm. and um, Fire Walk With Me, the movie prequel that came out, and Twin Peaks The Return. And I guess just in general, talking about David Lynch, um, the only David Lynch show that I think we've covered, or movie that we've covered on Scream's God, uh, we did talk about uh, Mulholland Drive, but... Um,
1: I you guess, didn't talk about Lost Highway as well. Or you just did Mahone no, Drive?
0: no. We just talked about Mulholland Drive on on, okay. on 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 one episode, um, but um, yeah, and I think this actually applies more to Twin Peaks: The Return. There's a lot of references in it to you know um, Lynch's own work. Um,
1: yeah, but
0: all right. So we're living now in this time of you know. There's been uh, just recently a uh, shit ton of of reboots. Um, you know, there was Arrested Development. Which mm-hmm. I don't know how long had it been between the original and, and the reboot.
1: Uh, I want to say like seven or eight years, six yeah. years, six,
0: six to eight years. somewhere well, in that range, yeah, that one. And I actually only watched the first one, and I felt like you can't go home again. I watched all of the X Files uh, reboot. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that yet. Well, I uh, was actually really disappointed. Things. I thought there was one really good episode, and that was it. And I thought oh. just in
1: general, it didn't it
0: didn't work
1: um it's weird that you bring up Arrested Development because uh there is the appearance of a particular Arrested Development that's, actor that's correct as well as yeah I
0: mean uh, and, and and we'll get to that like if it was a little um I don't know how many of these are cameos but in in Twin Peaks The Return there's like a shit ton of yeah you know char- character actors who show up so the original Twin Peaks premiered in 1990. Did you watch it? You know, on ABC. Did you watch it when it was on? It was just...
1: I I watched. I was 10 years old at the time. Right. Okay. I watched it a bit because it had this kind of a seductive character to it. Like in the in terms of like people would be talking about it. It was not something my mom watched, but like it was on the covers of TV guides. It was like in the zeitgeist. Enough right. that, like, I did dip into it, but I didn't know what the hell was going on. So I didn't really, like, sit with it until much, much later, Um, probably when I was I – th- I probably first watched it when I was, like, 19 or 20, something like that. And then, right. like, I, I was tracking it down, and and that's when I, I first started kind of, like, getting into Lynch's au But I don't really think I appreciated it until I kind of broke through into analyzing Lynch's work more closely, at which point it became uh, of much greater interest and, like – kind of worthy of analysis and 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 more 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 easily appreciated to me. I usually just think about like what the country was like when this show was on and what, you know, regular TV watchers with no cable <laughs> would think like sitting at home watching this show. So I did watch it with my mom and
0: mm-hmm. I did not have cable. And this, I mean, you know, Twin Peaks, whatever you think of it, is definitely up there with something like, you know, Twilight Zone or, I mean, it's like, it's a real, like you said, like what's going on in the country, but even like what else was going on on TV. I mean, Twin Peaks is four years before Friends, four years before (laughs) ER, you know, I mean, like, um, you know, it's, uh, you know, seven or eight years before... Yeah, uh, seven years before Oz, eight or nine years before The Sopranos.
1: Yeah, like I'd, I'd say it was like really formative, while at the same time, it seemed like it took TV so many years to even begin to catch up to it. Right.
0: And an interesting thing that I have found in talking to people who didn't watch it when it was originally on is... There have been, you know, hundreds of things that have been, you know, to say something is like Twin Peaks. I mean, it's like Jell-O, like it's (laughs) become its own brand. It's a descriptive, you know, descriptor, you know, like it, it, it has its own meaning. And so, so many things have ripped it off that it's sort of like someone who didn't see The Road Warrior when it first came out. And now they're like, oh, what's the big deal? And it's, well, because you've seen 50,000 movies that have ripped <laughs> right. off The Road Warrior. And it's similar with, with uh, you know, the original Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. Um, now, a couple of things. I mean, Lynch had been a successful, you know, sort of avant-garde filmmaker up until, you know, he had only made films. He had made some short films and some feature films. Mark Frost, who was the co-creator, uh was like a former writer on Hill Street Blues which is another actually really important um TV show in like the sort of development of you know TV getting us to this point where we're at now where sort of TV has creatively pretty much eclipsed um cinema
1: yeah like Hill Street Blues like if I'm not mistaken I didn't I didn't really watch that um but if I'm not mistaken it's a it's a like Uh, Super serious police procedural, like, with tons of characters, right? Well, and and it was
0: one of the first shows that, like, storylines continued and, you know... Right, right, right. Yeah, so it was, you know, it was not, like, one and done and um, it just... I mean, it... it, Yeah, I mean, you could even actually add, you know, um, Hill Street Blues to something like Twilight Zone or Twin Peaks. Like, these sort of moments, you know, in, in... in TV, that sort of drag the rest of TV along with it, or you know, ten years later,
1: um, right? Like, like Sledgehammer. Yeah, you know, I actually, uh, Sledgehammer was that, was that I actually watched that? I, I'm pretty sure that was only like I one season, right? Or half yeah, season, yeah, it ask. was, it was only like one season, but so I mean, it's up there with Cop Rock, as in, there hasn't been a ton like it since, right? But maybe exactly. for good reason, well,
0: <laughs> you know. I, I and 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 one of the things I read an interview with Lynch recently, and he talked about, they actually asked him, they were like, so. When you did Twin Peaks originally, doing TV after doing fil- cinema, you know, it was sort of considered to be a step down. And now it's sort of the opposite. And yeah. I remember reading an interview at the time when I was like 16, when it came out, you know, that um, he was really upset about the notion of commercials. Like yeah. that was the thing that bothered him the most. Um, now he's bothered by the idea that people are watching it on a computer or on their phone or something like that. Yeah. He
1: hates people who watched it on their phone. Right. So he's really
0: into, in fact, there's an amazing like sort of YouTube clip, if you can find it, uh, that's, you know, him, him sort of disparaging that talking about it being fucking bullshit. You know, it's like the only time I've ever heard him curse. One of the few. Yeah. (laughs) He, he, he really was upset about the idea that, you know, you, you're creating this sort of dream type you know thing and then it's interrupted by these commercials so now he's got you know it's on showtime there's no commercials right Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. he's able to show whatever he wants i mean there's nudity there's violence there's profanity all of that which he didn't have the first time around um and uh I didn't, you know, I started talking earlier about these sort of reboots. I, I didn't watch Gilmore Girls, the original or the reboot. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, you know, of these, you know, sort of, you know, if you want to call it Twin Peaks, The Return, The Reboot, whatever, this one actually is is the most sort of successful and promising. And um,
1: Lynch is actually directing all 18. Yeah. Which is pretty amazing. The whole um, nine. The whole yeah. nine. Like, he just, he's uh, he a, ha- he has full reign, which... I mean, like, I if, you know, I'm sure that I've said this to you prior to the Twin Peaks announcement, but, you know, one of my things that I've always said is that Lynch would never make anything else after Inland Empire. Right. Because I feel like Inland Empire, if, as for Lynch's work, was him dumping everything that he had. It was, like, the culmination of all his types of storylines, of all his tropes, of all his... Uh, ambitions in the work that he writes it was just it it was everything it was it was unfettered it was challenging for a lot of people to watch as a result because you just felt like this was an artist with nobody checking him he was just making the thing and i was genuinely surprised to see that he did indeed uh, not only like return to twin peaks but as you said he is all in on this I mean, it's again
0: like you were talking about like what was going on. I mean, this is Twin Peaks aired like George H. W. Bush was president. You know, it was like a year or two into his presidency. Um, you know, the Cosby show was the number one show on TV. I mean, it's this was unlike anything else. And um the, you know, as, as everyone knows, you know, the 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 hook was, you know, who killed Laura Palmer? And he and Mark Frost really didn't want to saw so- actually solve the mystery but the network made them and the show sort of never recovered after they actually um you know told you you know they solved the the murder of of who killed Laura Palmer in you know early or in the middle of the second season and then i think he left um but the second season is sort of very widely you know, it's, I mean, basically everyone considers it to be nowhere near as good as the first season, and it's sort of all over the place. Um, right.
1: He can't, he directed a little of it, or he was there for some of the second season, yeah. but for the most part, he wasn't. And it ends with, like, one of the most famous cliffhangers in, you know,
0: TV history. Um, <laughs> right. And an amazing one at that. So, um, you know, the, and, uh, Kyle McLaughlin plays Agent Dale Cooper who comes to Twin Peaks to uh solve the murder of Laura Palmer and I think there are other women who've been murdered. But then there's this whole sort of soap opera, small town, um what was the name? There was there there's a famous um there is a famous uh Soap opera that was like from the Peyton place from the fifties that it's sort of, you know, like, like Peyton place, you're getting this sort of small town and, 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 and like blue velvet, um, I think, you know, twin peaks is about, you know, there's a lot of sort of dark, weird shit going on underneath the surface of right. any, any kind of small town America. And that's like what a fair amount of his, uh, of his work is, um, but there just really hadn't been anything like, you know, the the sort of surrealism, um, the the music. I mean, you can't you can't say enough about Angelo Bal Bald- his his yep. score. I mean, one of the absolute
1: greatest yeah, scores like, ever. Totally, ever like totally on TV, it's one of the most memorable soundtracks. Yeah, and, and I actually remember in this in the return, um,
0: I, I think there's more use in the third and fourth episodes. So only four episodes of the return have aired, but that's almost a quarter of of, of it. And um, I think maybe the third and fourth episodes might use a little more of the music. slight Slightly. But slightly. I remember really feeling a little gypped in the first two, like I wanted more of the music.
1: Right, I remember you mentioning that when we were first chatting about it, and um, I while I agree... I mean, I do think that, like, the end cap performances have so far have been great, especially the one for the first double episode pilot yes. thing. I mean, the chromatics appearing in a Lynch thing, like, totally thrilled me. And their song is incredible. Um, and beyond that, like, the you know, the sound design that's happening in this series so far is like stunning. It's like up there with some of Lynch's best. And this is a man who is extremely uh detailed in the way he handles sound in his movies, and that's only been growing from the start. So this is him really like, you know, as far as sound effects, as far as, you know, the sound space, um, uh, you know, just just as, you know, ambient noises and, and and the kind of industrial uh oral material that that David Lynch has kind of been a fan of for most of his career is in this show in a big big way. So there is much much less music, but there you know there's a lot to do in this in the sound profile of the show that he is doing. Well yeah, um, he, he I just want to point out, you know, he's credited as the sound designer. Yeah, in, that's in well credits, that's like yeah. I mean sound is like like it it would have to be his next passion after right. like you know the visual arts like that's what he that's what he does he's produced records before and like you know obviously like most all of his movies sound is extremely important um, and, and often related to industrial work.
0: Yeah. And I mean, that goes really back to when I think of Eraserhead, which is a visually mm-hmm. sort of really unique movie. I actually think about the sound in Eraserhead, oh, yeah. you know, um, even in the, the short sounds, film the mention,
1: that you mentioned before, like his short films have crazy sound, like, right. the, you know, his early his early stuff with the grandmother and, and, and that stuff. Um. Yeah, yeah. So no, I I I agree with you, but like I'm I'm, I, you know, it it it's funny. I also feel like the lack of music is maybe a big part of the signature of this new series. Like, it just had to be that because because that's the way like we're telling this older Twin Peaks story now. It's it's less, it's kind of like less music cues that like accommodate characters and situations. You know, more of an attention to just like the weird dialogue and the. And that's the sounds that are, that are going on, uh, in the background more than, more than a music profile. So after, after the show did
0: end, um, and it was like, it was a huge phenomenon for a little while. Like this, it was like, if people who weren't there at the time, I mean, it was like, you know, it was one of these things where, you know, you'd go into stores and there were like 50 different Twin Peaks, um, you know t-shirts and posters and mm-hmm. i think you didn't you actually read the laura palmer diary yes i have was... the secret
1: diary of laura palmer there was right. also a, a an agent dale cooper book both of which were written by david lynch's daughter
0: yes um. and so you know it was this but then it sort of petered out um pretty quickly so there was like this sort of six month period where it was like you know um it really sort of crept into like mainstream there's the notion of a david lynch thing being like mainstream you know pop culture uh what was really weird um i guess mm-hmm. you know in, in in 1990 um and then in 1992 um he directed uh twin peaks Walk with me um which he actually left uh directing the show at one point to make wild at heart which i i actually is is a favorite of mine it's not my favorite lynch film but i do really like it um but i didn't see twin peaks firewalk with me in the theaters i actually saw it on vhs uh right right when it came out on vhs
1: i think barely uh, anyone saw it in the
0: theaters yeah <laughs> that's, that's it was so it, it got it was <laughs> excoriated by you know yeah, um yeah and i to be honest with you i've actually seen it within the last year or two, uh, Mm -hmm. only for the second or third time. Um, and it's, it's, I, you know, I don't know. Um,
1: I mean, I think it's a strong, it's a stronger precursor to the new series than even the old series.
0: That's true. I mean, well, it's interesting because it does, it is a bridge. Mm -hmm. Um, and it does tell, it basically tells the story of Laura, Laura Palmer, the week leading up to her murder. Right. Um, which, of course, happens is you know the week leading up to you know Agent Cooper coming to Twin Peaks, um,
1: and it has David Bowie in it. It does have David Bowie. Hence <laughs> do, you, do you know what? about the deal with David Bowie in that? Like with David Lynch's reaction to David Bowie, the actor. I don't. He fucking hated him. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why he's barely in it. According to Lynch, this isn't this is in Lynch on Lynch. Um, according to Lynch. The like 95% of all the scenes shot with David Bowie were unusably bad. Wow. And so that's why like in the movie he just like has like a two second thing and then he appears and where he kind of like, you know, phases into reality for a moment and then disappears. Yeah. That's why it was constructed that way specifically because Lynch hated his performance. Well, it's hard.
0: I mean, you know, there's something very much there is a David Lynch performance. I mean, oh, yeah. He is, you know, he, he knows what he wants, and um, you know, Kyle MacLachlan is sort of his alter ego. I mean, Kyle MacLachlan stars in Dune. Um, interestingly, I don't know if uh, if yeah, I'm sure you know this and I I mean, listeners know this, but actually Lynch was offered Return of the Jedi, and turned it down. Um, this was after the success of The Elephant Man. Mm-hmm. Um so he had made it took him like 10 years to make a racer head and then based off a racer head he made Elephant Man and then Elephant Man got you know nominated for Oscars and yeah. then he based off that he uh, was offered um Return of the Jedi which he turned down because it was the third in a series and he didn't think he'd be able to put his signature on it but um he made the deal to direct Dune with Dino De Laurentiis's, uh production company. And the deal was I'll direct Dune and then you can, and then you have to fund what became Blue Velvet, but I have total control over it. And, right. um, you know, there's some four hour cut of Dune that, you know, no one has ever really seen that, you know, or five hour cut that everyone kind of, you know, out there
1: wants to see. But anyway, Colin well, Blocklin. D- Lynch, he- Lynch has said that like Dune is why he, you know promised to never make a movie without final edit. Like right. that was the movie that inspired him to right i think have he, that line yeah the,
0: he, I, I, there's a version that 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 was released without his name on it, you know, yep. the whole thing. um yeah. but Colin McLaughlin starred in, you know, Blue Velvet Dune and um Twin Peaks, which mm-hmm. are sort of, you know, that's the, you know, that part of his career, you know, he is sort of his alter ego the way, you know, de Niro is you know scores az's at a certain point
1: um and 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 in in many ways like uh, you know mclaughlin i think serves the the lynch sensibility of like you know a kind of a kind of a kind of semi-spiritual innocent uh who is like uh you know like responding to stimuli and sensitive and uh, understanding of stuff but also sort of in control like like i mean there's i I know there's probably thousands of like <laughs> of like papers written up on like how mclaughlin is lynch in like so many different ways um so yeah like i mean and to see him to see him quite a bit older uh and in twin peaks and like lynch's i feel like he's had other stand-ins but there is something really really pressing about McLaughlin as the stand-in. Well, and he's definitely an actor who's worked, I mean, a director who's worked with the same, like he uses the same
0: actors mm-hmm. over and over again. And yeah. so already, like I mentioned, in the first four episodes of The Return, there's definitely been, um, you know, people who've shown up like uh, in, in other David Lynch um you know, either, I guess, movies, uh, that have, that are suddenly appearing in here. Right. And, um, I guess, uh, uh, what's her face from Mulholland, uh, Mulholland Drive. Is yeah. The, Naomi, uh, Naomi Watts. Naomi, Naomi Watts. Watts. Watts he, yeah.
1: lo- he he's put Naomi Watts in like, I think four things at this point. Yeah. Before, maybe um, more. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, but he, he
0: definitely likes, you know, he knows who he likes. He knows what he likes. Um, And I guess we haven't even really gotten into it. I mean, there's a whole supernatural side to Twin Peaks um, where there's definitely, it's not just that there's a dark underside of the, um, you know, of this town, but there's a a dark underside of the universe, there's a dark underside of nature. I mean, I really remember in the original show, and I I haven't seen that this much in in this, but, um, you know, the sort of, it takes place in the Pacific Northwest and these sort of huge like pine forests would have this ominous angelo baldamenti uh battle Menti, you know um theme you know musical theme that would just be so ominous the idea that there's there's stuff out there and of course as the mythology sort of develops i mean there's a black lodge and a white lodge and there's a red room in the black lodge and um You know, these these play, you know, more and more of a role. And, um, you know, Laura Laura is, in fact, killed by a I mean, an evil spirit, a demon. What would you say Bob is?
1: Yeah, um, he's a he's he is a like sometimes I've thought of him as like a manifestation of nature, but he expresses so much personality. Like, I think demon is probably closer to to what he is but yeah bob is basically basically the the haunter of nightmare of american nightmares for ever since tweeks twin peaks came out i still like watching the original like the first series like i still think his reveal is completely stupefyingly scary it is and what's most amazing
0: about it of course is that it is in fact accidental
1: Right, he was just a he was just a maintenance dude. Like he, dude, well, Lynch he wore like, like a you know. prop
0: guy or a yeah. set guy, and he got in a shot accidentally.
1: Yeah, and he scared the hell out of Lynch, and he's like, "Yeah, right. I need you to scare the hell out of everyone and that, else." <laughs> and that was
0: how Bob was born. I mean, it's sort of yep. one of the most extraordinary serendipitous
1: things in like the history of of TV. But this is but Lynch is like a, is a proud champion of the happy accident. Absolutely, like he loves that term, and he's used it in everything he does. And like Bob is just yeah, maybe one of the most notable ones. So there's, in the
0: second season, at one point, they're in the Red Room, and Laura Palmer actually says to Dale Cooper, who really does, you know, represent good, you know, um, and he ends up sort of sacrificing... His own soul but he sacrifices his soul for what? I can't remember in, 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 in the original series. Cause it doesn't free does
1: it free Laura from he, Bob or that was the intention, but it doesn't work. So his right. sacrifice is in vain.
0: Right. Okay. But that is so why he does it. She says, I'll see you again in twenty five years. And yep. it's now actually twenty-six years later, but the show was intended to come out last year. Yeah. Um and um, so far we've seen a fair amount of the original cast. And, um, you know, uh, I don't know. Did you want to add anything more about twin peaks firewalk with me? The, uh, before we get really get into, uh, the return or,
1: um, I mean like, you know, I, I guess the, the thing like for, for, for neophytes, the twin peaks if people are just like, you know, well, I don't know how you could just pick up the new show, but let's say you did, or let's say you just started watching like the old one. I think one of the things with twin peaks that the movie sort of perverts is that, the series is it, it, it's it's so elaborately surreal, but it also seems to just fixedly take place in a TV reality so that like there's a style of acting and a style of writing and a style of presentation that continuously occurs in every episode, which is very like recognizably soap opera, very like days of our lives or some shit except you know it's perverted by all the the madness that occurs yeah and, but at the but but like sticking to that tv reality thing like one of the weirdest parts is that crazy shit will happen and then like in two episodes later like two characters are like i don't know talking about like something that's up with the coffee or something like they're not even they're not even reeling from it still <laughs> Right. <laughs> which is just very consistent again to like a soap opera reality and that i feel like is a really uh is is a is a is like a marker of, of how Twin Peaks works. And I, that is not the case with Fire Walk With Me. Um, Fire Walk With Me is like intensely salacious, but also is like, it it takes place in that controlled madness with very little respite. Uh, So it's, it's kind of, it's sometimes a little more trying because I feel like Twin Peaks can be a little kind to the viewer because it lets you relax as you watch it where you're like, okay, all right, now we're going to like, now we're going to see like, I don't know, some goofy, like funny thing happen or something. And that just doesn't happen with fire walk with me at all. It's, it's really dour and, uh, and dark and twisted and, uh, discomforting, uh, and hypersexualized and, and, and incredibly sad because like the way that, you know, Laura Palmer's, you know, the, the lie of her life haunts the town of Twin Peaks and is like the central emotional anchor and social anchor of the show, you know, you, you just, you just see horrible things happen to a person that, you know, horrible things are going to happen to. Um, so I, like I kind of get like, I've watched fire walk with me a fair amount, but less than other Lynch movies. And I think because it's, it is a very trying experience. It's, it, it doesn't really, it doesn't really, uh, you know, give you a break. I yeah,
0: I, I, I would, I would, I would agree with that. And, you know, um, ultimately, at the end of the day, I mean, the movie is about a, you know, it's, I, well, not, yeah, I mean, the movie and even Laura's story, and I feel like a fair amount of uh, Lynch's work, it's hard to, I don't know, like, there's sort of a, a recurring theme of abused women,
1: mm-hmm.
0: psychologically, physically, mentally uh, it 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 is a, a very much a recurring theme and when you think about it next to the sort of his it's it, his work is an explore exploration of americana it's hard to not sort of include that you know to, to to make that connection there that you know it's it it's it's part and parcel of 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 america um but i think we've even seen that in in the return um yeah yeah. I, I just draw real quick another thing that actually the original um Lynch did direct several episodes and Mark Frost I think might have directed some but it yeah. actually also served as I think they, they got really really good directors but it also was there was a lot of um it was the first appearance or early appearances of, of a fair amount of people uh Billy Zane uh is in it a young oh, that's Heather right. that's um right. What's her name? Who was in Boogie Nights? Um, Heather, Heather Graham. Heather Graham. Heather Graham yeah. very young yeah. Heather Graham is in it. Yep. Um, and actually a pre-X-Files uh, David DuCover. Oh, man. As, <laughs> he comes back, baby. Yes. As, yes. <laughs> and so um, in, in what I would say is is probably one of the better transgender characters on TV.
1: Yeah. I mean, back then, I mean, there's no comparison to really anybody else. Right. And it's interesting to have him introduced now, especially when uh you know the like the trans community has entered public consciousness and 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 the media milieu in like a a really emphasized way in the past couple of years so his his performance takes on a different context now, but I was totally surprised to see him pop up in the fourth episode. I was like, wow and it is interesting the intervening
0: quarter century twenty five years. I think a lot of the characters and performances would, what you just said would apply Mm, that there's, there's a recon recontextualization of almost everyone. Yeah. And, and that's one of the most sort of interesting things about watching it. Um, now I I would say that you're right. I mean, I think the original show is the sort of easiest to watch. And I think that fire walk with me is the darkest and most dour. I, I I would agree with that. the, the, you know, those words that you used, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, this one, the, the return again, we're not even a quarter of the way through or four episodes through an 18 episode mini series is also, I mean, maybe, and maybe it's because of the, the, the lack of commercials and the fact that he can step it up a notch. Um, you know, there's, there's some stuff that's been hard to watch, um, so far. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, and and I'm not just talking about like, you know, uncanny supernatural weirdness, although
1: there's that as well. So what what specifically are you talking about in the new in the new episodes that like prove trying or or a challenge well there
0: definitely is there's a certain sense of what the hell is going on quite a bit and um you know the 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 original um really see the movie just really focused on laura palmer but the original had a huge cast you know so you were jumping around to all these different storylines um and so this doesn't have that as much um uh, we we've got so far two uh, doppelgangers of Agent L Cooper. And I'm very
1: confused about how that works, right? The, and that, that hasn't been that explained. Is. No, not but
0: quite. but you know Lynch doubling is a huge thing in his work. I mean, sh- you know, it's Laura in Palmer, almost all of his work. Yeah, Laura Palmer leads a double life. I mean, Lost Highway. She and she has her cousin Maddie, who actually is the same actress. Is the same, a- yeah, exactly. Yeah, and yeah. um, you know the you know um. The doubling that goes on in in Mulholland Drive, I mean, it's it is a re, it, an absolutely recurring thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, you know, the fact that Agent Cooper, who has always been this, you know, sort of force of good, there's something very like you know, sort of lawful good, but in a good way. Mm-hmm. Um, not, not in this sort of restrictive, I don't know, I don't know, he really is one of, you know, he's just sort of, he's a good guy, like, almost like, you know, sort of Chris Evans, Captain America, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and that he's, for the last 25 years, has been, you know, possessed by Bob, and is going around doing terrible things, um, and is, you know, I mean, it's hard to see Kyle McLaughlin as menacing, and yet he does it, uh, he does it pretty well as sort of evil
1: Dale Cooper, um I thought it was a little funny, but still effective, yeah yeah, like seeing seeing long hair cooper you know right. being like a tough guy right
0: um and it's and it 's definitely if anything it's weirder than the other than the other uh than the than than the movie i mean again it 's been you know it 's been a long time lynch 's work has gotten even more surreal and less sort of normal narrative <laughs> based um mm-hmm. but yeah, each of the episodes has ended in this bar uh, with, with a musical performance. Yep. And the first one ended with several of the characters from the show from, you know, and we haven't yes. seen them again, which I thought was kind of awesome.
1: Yeah. And
0: I don't think we've seen, I, I don't think, I think the others just cut to sort of these musical performances. Um, but it certainly, I mean, it feels like Twin Peaks, and it feels like Twin Peaks 25 years later or 26 years later. Uh, but things are, you know, things are, things are starting to happen. I mean, Lynch has basically said, or Frost, one of them in an interview did say, the main core of this is basically, you know, Agent Cooper, you know, returning to Twin Peaks. And so in the, you know, he's only recently returned to our reality, you know, and what we've seen so far, um, after spending, you know, however long in, in, in the Red Room in the Black Lodge, um. But yeah, I um I mean I I again I mean it's I actually almost watched you know the four episodes again but I didn't I've just watched them once uh before before talking about this but um I mean it is I mean it really is unlike anything else and you I saw on Twitter you responded to a vice article that was written by sort of two millennials (laughs) one of whom uh, had seen the show and liked it and one had never seen the original show and I can't even imagine what you know Twin Peaks The Return would be like for someone who actually hadn't you know ever actually seen the original
1: yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I I think about that. I mean, similar to like how I try to think about people like you who watched it when the original was out, <laughs> like right. what that was like when there was nothing else like it. Now here, it's a different story. Um, Yeah. The, so yeah, Vice had an article. I mean, I put article in quotes. It was a kind of conversation, a recorded conversation between two individuals that that really did annoy me um, primarily for the intro to the article which was essentially explaining like oh twin peaks was a thing i pretended to like cuz i was trying to be cool but now that like i'm you know i'm older and honest i can uh, you know accept that it's actually garbage and like he's not a genius or something it was some right. bullshit like that and like that whole that that perspective like really annoys me i mean one because <clears throat> it seems party to a kind of hipster construct which is um, I'm an individual. I'm intelligent. I'm also honest enough to explain that I'm not intelligent, or that I, uh, or that the things that like I pretended to appreciate are garbage. Which, although they're not saying this, what they're saying is that the thing that you all appreciate, you're all garbage for appreciating it. Um, and I, I, I take some singular offense to that, um, partially because you know my my own approach to Lynch was was, you know, to the point where I first, you know, experienced those Lynch's properties. I thought they were cool. I thought they were weird. But then when I actually started to, like, dig deeper and kind of see what he was trying to do and tried to eke out and dig out the narratives that are in there, uh, I found something really satisfying and rich. Um, At a glance, you'd be like, oh, he's just being silly or just putting a bunch of bullshit in there. But when you really, like, like have the patience for a Lynch property – you know, you start to realize that that's he's interested in, in much larger things than that. He doesn't. He has tons of weirdness, which sometimes makes it hard to dig out those narratives, but not impossible. And many, many people have. And there are many people who can sit and watch Twin Peaks and say, like, ah, oh, it's just a bunch of craziness going on. But I mean, you'd you'd be you you'd have an embarrassment of riches if you go online and try to like see the stories that people have unearthed from the the complexities of the of the. The show itself, let alone Lynch's other works, so I don't know. I felt I felt this kind of like insult from that, and I went on some like big rant where it's like this isn't about weird for weirdness' sake, and this isn't about wanting to like separate yourself from the herd. Like, yes, I, I actually do think Lynch is a genius. I think I think Lynch is one of the greatest filmmakers working today, and has been for a while. He's probably one of the most important film artists, or as you put it earlier in the episode, um, we you, you, you described him as like an, an avant-garde filmmaker. I mean, he's front of the line for that.
0: You know, one, one thing in that article that I thought was that uh, an interesting point, and I don't even know if I necessarily agree with it, they described, like, Cronenberg as, like, the evil David right. Lynch or something <laughs> like that. And, you know, we've talked about David Cronenberg uh, on, on on this show. Mm-hmm. And I've got to say, uh, you know...
1: I, I've Cronen- read that estimation before about the two as well. People I, have always compared the two.
0: I don't know if I would consider David Lynch to be a horror director, but his movies usually have some elements of horror tropes, yes. and definitely Twin Peaks, the show does, and I would actually say one of the things that's unpleasant about Firewalk With Me is that it is a horror movie, I yeah. think more so than, you know, like, than... You know, uh, either of the shows, in that it's, you know, maybe you could, I mean, it's a psychological horror movie, but, and, and there are plenty of, of, you know, of horror tropes and themes in him. I mean, there's a reason why we're talking about Twin Peaks on
1: uh, Scream School. <laughs> right. And, um, I venture that most of Lynch's work is actually in the realm of horror. Right. Um, and I mean, like, and yeah, something, something that, like, I think we we touched on very briefly earlier is just that, In the new in the new Twin Peaks series, uh, we're seeing David Lynch like maybe for the first time really embrace uh, digital effects, right? right? Because he doesn't do that like he's not a digital guy. That's not really his game. And in these four episodes, I've probably seen more digital effects than any Lynch movie put together um and they're and i like them i think they're i think they're cool some of the effects seem practical as well um such as like the famous which i've seen shared on twitter a lot the the arm speaking like as the tree the arm speaking the tree um you know that looks that looks half and half that looks like mostly practical actually um but with some like you know digital stuff going on but I actually—is I, I that was an really... arm or is that a brainstem?
0: What is that?
1: It's a brainstem, but it's supposed. Right. we don't need to dig too deep into the trough, but that's uh that's the arm that the that the you know like the man from the other from another place, which yes. is the little person that yes. was in the original. So like he is the arm that Mike cut off. Because you yes. wanted to be like separated from that, and like yes. you've seen Mike in the new series, right? So He's that, doing something with shovels, yeah, right? So that no, 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 that's Doctor Jacoby. Oh, that's, that's somebody, right. That's sorry, else. sorry, sorry. Yes, no, Mike is like a, back, a backwards talker in the in the Black Lodge. That's right. Um, the the tree creature with the brainstem thing identifies itself as the arm. So this is apparently what's happened to the man from another place. Right. He's become this entity. Right. This new entity there. Um, yeah and I mean and then in the last episode I don't know if you're familiar with Garmin Bozia but you know the when the doppelganger like starts to awake and, and Dale Cooper kind of starts to penetrate into his old old body he's throwing up Garmin Bozia um which is again like a weird concept from Twin Peaks Mythos which is you know uh like pain and sorrow that the right. Black Lodge residents eat that's right and so like yeah it's like that shows I guess that Dale is back because he can't stomach all the pain and sorrow that the doppel the double Cooper has been, has been consuming. Um, you, you know, (laughs) I forgot, I forgot about I forgot that it was
0: Garmin Mosia, but I definitely, Mm -hmm. I mean, I got that. I knew that's what he was throwing up, that he was throwing, was sort of, he was throwing up evil or, you know, whatever. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, um, you know, it is interesting. I mean, Twin Peaks is, uh, you know, what was this amazing phenomena, very briefly. And then it was something, you know, it's one of these things that, um, you know, was like super, super influential. I mean, I think about... You know, um, if you didn't see it when it was originally on, you don't realize how many things that you've seen that have just ripped off Twin Peaks. You know what I mean? Like there's TV before Twin Peaks and there's TV after. And now that, you know, again, I hate even saying, you know, the second golden age of TV or whatever the hell you want to talk about it. But there is there's just such excellence on TV right now. Um, I mean, again, there's more TV, so there's more crap than there's ever been. Right. But, um, but it's also easier than ever in history to avoid the crap. Yeah. You know, I mean, just, you know, just, you know, the last two things I binge watched on Netflix, you know, were, I mean, it had nothing to do with horror. But Master of None and Dear White People, you know, I did both of them in, you know, like in like 24 hours, you know, it was, <laughs> it, was, it, was it was it was extraordinary. Um, and uh, I think the other way around, I think I watched Dear White People before I saw Master of None. But um You know, there's, there is so much excellence on TV and I definitely really think like, you know, you know, Twin Peaks is one of those moments. It's something like, you know, Wizard of Oz in cinema or something like that. Like there's sort of cinema before and cinema after that. You know what I mean? And, um you know, or star Wars really. I mean, you know, one, one of, one of the things that's going on in movies now is that people who saw, who were influenced by star Wars as a kid are now making movies. You know, they're in their prime, they're in their forties and fifties now. And they're, you know, the, the influence of star Wars is clearly everywhere, you know? Right. Um, and so I definitely think that's the case with twin peaks. No, um, it,
1: oh, it's a game changer, like par example. Like yeah. there's, yeah, there's, there's, You know, even even the most cynical uh, would have to accept that. (laughs) I mean, it'd be be interesting if
0: you went and took a look at what are the what 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 TV shows premiered in 1990, you know, Um, and, you know, how many of those have you even heard? I mean, again, it's uh, I think the X-Files was still three or four years away. I mean, it it really was um, just so ahead of its time. And it spun out of control. I mean, it, it, it was ahead it was too ahead of its time in some respects. Um, uh, but I think it's it's such a perfect thing for now. And I'm really glad that it's on something that it's showtime, you know, um, which, you know, allows him to you know there are no commercials he's not limited by anything in terms of you know nudity or profanity or or apparently anything yeah <laughs> just- or anything really yeah. yeah it seems
1: it seems un- he, he seems to have just unfettered creative freedom and he's right. certainly using it um there there was a... I, I made a note actually watching it which is something that struck me there's something i want to want to mention unless i'm mistaken twin peaks has never had children in it right wow that's interesting, right? Wow. Well, you know, I mean, all right. So I
0: would I yes, I think you're right. Um it'll, d- when you say children, so you know, many of the characters, or at least three or four of the characters, or five or six of the characters in the original show were, in fact, in high school. Although right. they were all played by like people like in their twenty late something, 20s. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, yeah.
1: um, but like little know, kids. But there no, are no, I, little I kids. think you're a
0: hundred percent right. And, and, and I'm so actually we, trying to think about
1: can I, Can you even think of anything
0: that David Lynch has done that has had children in it?
1: Because I can't. I want to. Doesn't it? Doesn't a kid find the ear in Blue Velvet? Yes, you're right about that. A kid does find a year move out. And there so, there's yeah. a couple there's few, but I do but think he, yeah,
0: he doesn't know what the hell to do with. It. You're yeah, right. He
1: I mean, doesn't like, he
0: has got no you yeah, wow, that's an amazing. Well, oh, actually this does have a kid in it. The sunny sunny That's Gin why I mentioned that's why yes. I mentioned
1: it because there's a kid in episode 4 and when I saw the kid I was like wait, has there ever been a little kid like in in a, no. in a Twin Peaks incarnation? And then what's interesting about that is so Michael Sarah famously appears in episode four, who, by the way, is like specifically fucking awful, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, I mean, painfully awful, but I feel like that was the point. Like he was supposed to be awful because like I could see no other excuse for why anyone would commit that particular performance to film unless it was deliberate. Um He's terrible absolutely terrible but he is supposed to be uh, the child of the of you know
0: the deputy and the and the the front desk
1: lady Exactly. So it's funny because he would have been a child if you would have seen Twin Peaks in the 25 or 26 years in between right. these two things, but he, you don't even get to see him, you just get to see him later. On top of that, he's played by Michael Sarah who essentially looks like a kid. Yes. <laughs> Which kind of adds to the surreality of it. And I feel like all those things have to be deliberate and related. Yes. <laughs> Not and that's accidental. the thing. So we were talking about earlier. I mean, it's like, you know, Bowie's
0: performance in, you know, Firewalk with me might have been, you know, sort of unusable or bad by, you his, know, his um, standard expectations, Bowie has actually starred in like 15 different movies. Total. He's a proven great actor. Yeah. And so, you know, whereas and Sarah here and there are moments where, especially because of there's no music, you know, there are moments where the dialogue, it just feels, you know, you no, you're
1: right. It's more punctuated and sometimes bad in a yeah. way because of that. Yeah, you're right. You're totally right. You're totally right. I I feel like that's part of the 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 texture that he's choosing to implement in this in this incarnation for whatever reason, and I feel like that's a texture he's used before too. He yeah, like David Lynch acting is a it's a it's a it's a certain thing. It's not always the same. Like it's not like it's not like oh his actors all act in a David Lynch mode necessarily, but there are always like there's always something about certain characters that will feel a bit unplugged and disconnected. Where you're like, sometimes, like, there are 10 people, 10 other characters who all communicate a certain way, but one character communicates this way. I mean like that's please like to say nothing of like his own performance in this which I feel like he's had more screen time in just the episodes we've seen than he had in Firewalk with me. <laughs> right. Yeah well yeah, but he specifically actually
0: did he didn't want to be in Firewalk with me and Firewalk right. with me is actually before Agent Cooper comes to Twin Peaks. Remember T- Agent Cooper comes to Twin Peaks after Laura Palmer dies and Firewalk with me ends with Laura Palmer's death. So That's right. You know, but yeah, I mean, I, 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 you know, there is no doubt that, you know, basically, you know, Twin Peaks is, you know, one of these game changers, like all in the family. I, I I don't know, you know, Seinfeld, you know, the wire, the Simpsons, um, Seinfeld and Simpsons had actually just started. Um, I believe those started in 89. So, you know, those were on the air, but essentially the stuff that would have been on TV at the time is, you know, I mean, I think cop rock might've been, you know, 1990, <laughs> you know, just, it, it really was just such a different, uh, a different era. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, so horror fans out there, if you've, uh, if you've been watching Twin Peaks, you know, and have been, you know, watching all along, you know, I hope this was uh, this was an enjoyable conversation. And if you haven't, you know, go back and definitely check it out. I mean, I don't know if it's on demand, but Showtime has been running the original series over and over again, and the uh, the return certainly, as well as Firewalk with Me, and the return is certainly
1: on there. I think there 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 are definitely many ways to access that. Yeah, I would advise one one thing also for people watching the new the new seasons, uh, the new episodes. I have noted that there are there's more interesting background shit in these episodes of Twin Peaks than in the old series and I would pay very close attention to stuff in the background. Um there's I saw like a portrait of Kafka in the FBI headquarters mysteriously hanging on a wall and there's little details like that. I feel like they went even overboard in just the background props department. So definitely keep an eye out for what's happening like behind the actors cuz there's and he and Lynch has done Lynch has been known to do this, but I feel like he's he's really, really hammering that home here. So like again, I feel like this Twin Peaks, uh this new Twin Peaks, these new Twin Peaks episodes and this new season is he really does feel like someone's taken taken the leash off him, uh, as far as making T V. And I'm I'm curious as to see what else how, how this is gonna actually like evolve and develop. Yeah, no, me too.
0: And, um, you know, as you can tell, we're continuing to evolve and develop here at uh, Scream Squad. And um, we are going to get um, things up and going again on the Patreon. Uh, there was, we've been slacking on that. And, um, yeah, so stay tuned uh, for, you know, more Scream Squad and uh, more stuff, more, more content on the Patreon. And um, you can uh, follow us on Twitter, you know, The Scream Squad at twitter and or at the scream squad and i'm uh the chico leo and
1: you can find uh leo at um i'm at leonardo e f f on twitter and uh and the owls are flying again yes the owls are flying again (laughs) all right keep screaming keep screaming y'all